You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from a unified Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from your the Christian nineties Christian alternative scene. <laughs> Push tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast, and we are recording together Hell yeah. in person. Mm. Simultaneous tracks being recorded, mm-hmm. separate microphones, two computers, mm-hmm. two bros. Staring into each other's eyes <laughs> like the old days. Just like the old days. Not through Zoom boxes. Uh, no. Over that shit, man. This is, um, but it wouldn't be a MagPod experience without, you know, at least half hour of technical <laughs> difficulties. Hey, man. You got there. We're in good shape. Yes. We're in, we're in the all new permanent yes magnified studios pending your dog's anxiety levels <laughs> the, um, i mean those those anxiety levels are going to remain a constant <laughs> yeah we're just gonna keep this a secret hidden podcast from him <laughs> um, yeah when when john came over i was i was like okay so he's upstairs he's in the room with Kristen. He, like just walk in quietly don't make any noise we'll go down to the basement he's none the wiser <laughs> well i mean he's uh, he's a smart dog. You know something's up. He's an asshole, but he's a smart dog. <laughs> he's like, this podcast is too long. I don't like it. This is getting this is getting in between me and the snuggle time I mm, could be having. I get it. Um, no, but this is a very this is a very luxe setup here. I'm sitting on a couch, right? Which has never been the case for any potting we've ever done. Sure. So this also uh, means. Um, I made, I did make a casting couch <laughs> joke. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be my new podcast host, I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. see what, I see what you're working with. I can only imagine podcast prompts are like one of the <laughs> most searched for Pornhub. Yeah, yeah Pornhub. Uh, it's like categories. <laughs> yeah, forty um, year old <laughs> podcast host. Oh yeah, three oh. hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, these guys go on for. <laughs> hours <laughs> about the most most niche stuff <laughs> oh yeah um hey. s- well you know speaking of niche stuff uh we got our um we got ourselves some brewskis oh yeah uh minnesota two minnesota beers here mm-hmm. what you got over there john i got what you gave me which <laughs> is a surly die i die lager before i die lager yes it's got Fucking death on it with a scythe, and he's looking pumped with two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. And I have an Indeed Brewing mm-hmm. uh, Modern Age. It's um, it's an IPA, it, but it's a a session IPA, mm-hmm. so it's only three point eight percent. Okay. And I have been, I I feel like we a while ago in the craft brewing culture mm-hmm. have sort of reached peak IPA. Yes. And I foresee, and uh, this is 
mark my words, which they are being marked because mm. it's recorded. Yes. I do think we are going to see an explosion of like far more craft loggers. Yeah. And um, because I think sometimes, sometimes people want to go to a brewery and they want more than like 10 IPA options. That's true. They want something light. They don't want something that's uh, like 8%. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I can only, I'm only going to be able to drink one beer because of the, you know, the 9%, you know, uh, triple dry hopped, um, you know, Imperial IPA. Right. Well, Surly categorizes this lager as crisp, crushable, and victorious. Yep. So, cheers, man. Cheers. Haven't cracked open a cold one in a while on mic. Oh, oh. shit. Also takes me back to the... <laughs> Spilling on ourselves. <laughs> the Spilling old days. beer everywhere days. <laughs> yes, the infamous uh, Michael W. Smith episode. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. God damn. God damn it. Poor Andrew. <laughs> we have a much more professional setup now. We're in the clear. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm drinking this out of a copyrights <laughs> koozie that says shit's fucked on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What could be better? Um, I picked that up. Um, <sighs> I'm pretty sure it was... Wet the show? It was. I, I picked it up Wet the show, the yeah. copyrights show. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure it was the day... That Ro- Roe v. Wade That's was right. overturned. So shit was truly fucked. Uh, and so Kristen and I were at that show, and we saw the shits fucked koozies, and I was like, mm, "This feels weird." Weirdly, always uh, relevant, but <laughs> on that day in particular. Um, I'm realizing though that the one advantage of Zoom was that I could mute myself for such things as coughs, what have you. And now that we're back in this so there's no hiding you know i, I could go on a 10 minute cough tear and now everybody knows again well it's about to be winter time in minnesota i know i don't know i know i got um I, i'm never too in in my house i'm never far from like a box of kleenex oh, this is the podcasting couch i know those tissues <laughs> dude yeah there's if you if only you had a black light for that couch you could talk <laughs> They would say, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the things I've seen. <laughs> it's a beautiful space, friends. I'm looking at dope flags. I'm looking at Danny Stairs in a framed sign picture. <laughs> uh, we got basses and guitars and little synths and drum kit. Yeah. It's rules. We've been talking about this day for a long time. I know. We're and, here. And many people say, many are saying, that this day could have come a little bit sooner. Well. But... Um, I will, I think we, we will, we will get into a little bit of that. Sure. Um, yes, but we've talked about, um, John and I've sort of fantasized about the day of, um, starting a band and yeah, ripping, ripping some, some punk tunage. Some werewolf based songs, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, some, some horror punk themed, um, songs about, uh, werewolves uh, shredding on a on a guitar, or hanging ten vampire um, catching some waves, right. or you know pulling off some some sick skateboard tricks or something. I can't wait. Or you know the, uh, a mummy who's just trying to find love. That's right. We had we had a lot of good titles. We got it. We did. We revisit. did have a lot of good titles. Well, yeah, we'll revisit those. We'll get some get some of this going uh, because it, it being uh, 
winter being we're at the precipice of of the very cold months ahead indeed we'll have um nothing but time indoors yes to craft so uh, many hours of pods so many hours of horror punk mm-hmm. it's all coming true it's all coming true dreams dreams do come true um <clears throat> but yeah let's let's talk a little bit about um all the stuff that has um happened essentially in the last four to five months yeah because our last episode recorded was just just after the fourth i believe yeah um and it was um it was like maybe you know a week later or so um little bit iffy on the timeline based on when we recorded but um uh, at work i had a bit of a mental health crisis um you know i i posted kind of at length about this on uh, facebook but obviously not everybody who listens to the pod is my personal facebook friend who sees all my updates so um for those of you who aren't in the know um yeah, I have been really struggling at work for the last, um, I mean, most of most of the year. Yeah. Um, I knew late last year that the job wasn't a good fit, and so I I've been spending. I spent this year looking for jobs, applying for jobs, interviewing at jobs, not getting said jobs, mm. and. By the middle of July, I was like so stressed and like kind of reached sort of uh, a breaking point. And I just, you know, I had been crying more often at work, which is never, never a good sign. And I went and found essentially the one person in my office who's not even on my team. Yeah. And was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. And I just started breaking down and um, called Kristen. I went home and I never went back. Yeah. I went on um, FMLA, um, which is in the U.S. It's the Family Medical Leave Act, which is more often than not used for parents going on maternity or paternity leave. Right. Um, but it, it is also used, it can be used for any number of, of health-related issues, um, including um, mental health stuff. So um, you get 12 weeks. Um, it's not paid. It's unpaid. Um, but you, you know, use your PTO, use your sick time. Yeah. Uh, so pretty early on, Kristen was like, She's like, you are not going back. Yeah. That it was never in doubt for her yeah. that she's like, you're that's you're not going to return, and and the way that has played out is, you know, for those three months, a lot happened over the course of those three months. But like, you know, um, as we're recording this, tomorrow is the first day of December. Yeah, I still don't have a job. Um, and I've been 
looking yeah nonstop yeah and it's so difficult but she's also like you're not going to just get some job to get a job right because she's like i don't want to see that happen again yeah um not in like a blaming way but just like more out of concern for yeah. you know not wanting me to go through that um so that was sort of kick-started this giant break yeah that we had i didn't have the emotional or mental capacity to i mean just like to be to be frank like where my mental health was like i didn't care about most things like i stopped caring about um doing things i enjoy yeah and um i mean that's part of any number of mental health uh, um, <clears throat> issues is like, you know, but it's classic for classic for depression. It's, you know, ADHD stuff too um, mm-hmm. makes it very difficult to do anything. Um, but yeah, so I, it wasn't like I just like had given up. It's just like, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't find. Yeah the energy um to do it and i and i just like you, people know me i don't want to do things inauthentically and just like right. make a show to make it because you know but also we've cultivated a a group of people and and listeners and patreon people that are like they get it yeah and no one's like you know what the hell? Where's our where's our content? You know, right. no one no one's been like that, and that, and um, and the, the thing is too is like, I haven't been very open with anybody about what's right. been going on, other than you and um, you know, a handful of other people. But like, um, nobody was hassling me, and just like, you know, it's. It, it's just like we got a lot of really amazing people that yeah. uh, support us. And, um, but yeah, that's just like one of the things that <laughs> has been happening over the, these past four months. Yes. You did find some clarity in that process as well about I did some next steps. If you want to get into that at all. Yeah. So pretty much right after, um, my, issue and at work um my primary therapist doug who i've talked about ad nauseum on the pod uh he really encouraged me to um look into dbt which is uh, dialectic behavior therapy um which is similar to cognitive behavior therapy but dbt incorporates aspects uh, the aspects of cbt with um incorporating a lot more mindfulness uh elements and there's a lot of science behind dbt but it's also a it's a it's group therapy so uh, every monday i have a three-hour group therapy um and i work on different skills mindfulness skills um, emotional regulation and distress tolerance skills, um, 
and for me, kind of an emphasis on extending uh, compassion to myself, mm-hmm. uh, as I've not been one to um, be very kind to myself over the years. Yeah. And so that has um, essentially started, <laughs> I've more than doubled my therapy time every week. Mm-hmm. And um, the short version of the story is I also kind of, I began doing a lot of introspection and writing and, and contemplating about my um, my childhood and my formative young adult years. And I had this conversation with my barber of all people talking about um, this, you know, trying to find something that you love to do. And he told me that there's a difference between um, loving something and being fulfilled by something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't think that just going to get my hair cut would kind of shape my future. Right. But he, I kind of had this like thought where I'm like, I think I intuitively understood that, sure. but I think something else I've discovered about my ADHD is that sometimes it takes somebody pointing out something extremely obvious sure. that like I had not been able to um, maybe put into words because I have too many words going on at all times. Right. But I was like, okay, so fulfilling, fulfilling is different than happiness it's different than love when was a time i felt fulfilled like mm-hmm. what was the time where i felt like i was something generative was happening happening within me yeah and th- that was when i was in seminary uh i started seminary in 2015 and i ultimately didn't finish didn't complete the masters but um over those next few weeks, you know, um, I, I applied to seminary and uh, seminary in um, in St. Paul. Also, uh, <laughs> do you know who reached out to me from United Theological Seminary when I when I applied or when I said I was uh, interested in learning more? What a small world. <laughs> Mason Menega. Hey, um, past and future guest. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. Like we had just interviewed <laughs> yeah, him and crazy. I was like, and now we're talking about, I'm talking to him about like going to United. Um, and he also just moved back to the Twin yeah. Cities. Got to get him in the basement. Got to get him. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> get him on the casting catch. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm uh, starting in January. I'm gonna I'm starting um, back up and gonna finish my master's. Hell yeah! And um, and then <laughs> not too long after I I got noticed that I was uh, accepted in the seminary. Um, Kristen and I decided to be, um, um, 
I don't know what the <laughs> best word is. Like, mm-hmm. um, we I, I've I had a friend describe us as Andy and April um, from Parks and Rec because we decided to have a secret wedding. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we uh, when we first planned this party, um, we called it a hams warming. <laughs> so, um, just have a bunch of people over to our backyard, fill a wheelbarrow that I. Um, fixed up with ice and hams um and we're like yeah we're just gonna have this party um kristen and i had moved in together neither of us had a housewarming when because we bought our houses in 2020 um also kristen would never have a housewarming because she doesn't want people in her house yes sure (laughs) april style (laughs) yeah um but we're like what if we uh you know our parents are going to be there all of like a majority of our like close friends and family are going to be there. What if we just like got married and in less than a week we, um, uh, my dad, uh, got, um, his uh, license to uh, marry people in Ramsey County because he, he wasn't, registered i guess in in minnesota yet because he hasn't right. done a wedding here right and so like the day after we told him uh, him and my mom he went um and got his like license to perform weddings yeah he did and and then Kristen and i um went then i think the next day and got our marriage certificate um and we bought a bunch of beer and we bought a bunch of stuff and um, but like we literally didn't tell anybody except our parents and Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> the most important. <laughs> yes. Well, people. we, well, we, we felt like we needed, um, somebody in the know who yeah could like support us and like kind of help facilitate a couple things. Cause we were like Thurston was over at her yeah. place with her dogs. And also we wanted to have. Um, we referred to her as um, um, the best Mickey. She was the best Mickey, <laughs> and she was the Mickey of honor. Yes, perfect. <laughs> um, and but then you know afterwards, you uh, you and Mickey were the witnesses and right. signed signed our marriage certificate as witnesses. And um, I was fully crying. <laughs> In your backyard, dude. It was it was my emotions. It was the best. You don't have to say it all that. Your whim motion. My whim motion. <laughs> did it pick up at all? It did. <laughs> yeah, air horns for marriage. That's right. Um, but it was it was really a wild yeah experience, yeah. and I think some people were like some people were like super shocked, and I don't think some people like were like, is this really? happening yeah like Kristen and I didn't weren't able to like to fully take in everything that was happening because it was like kind of pandemonium and then it started immediately right (laughs) and we were when we started giving this toast um we were both holding hams yeah you were and so we got married we got married holding cans of hams perfect (laughs) which wasn't necessarily an intent and and, like it wasn't intended it just sort of happened but it was meant to be between the tattoos and the committing your lives to each other, holding hams. Hams really <laughs> at least does us a sponsorship at this point. I mean, I mean, we already have like the the song of the summer. I know. 
That's kind of fucking bullshit. Hold up. Um, yeah, man, that that was a beautiful day. I had an inkling something was happening. I didn't know that it would be exactly that. You thought we were getting engaged? Yeah, which like you were a few times like, what time you think you're gonna be here today? Which like. You know, I'm prone to not arrive on time to things that we're meeting at. What? But uh, it was like more frequent check-ins than normal. And you're being very intentional, like throughout the weeks, checking in with folks, like can't wait to see you there. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a really special day. And then the way I was like, I wonder if it's going to be like really special. And then you just started making a speech. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a really intentional gathering. Mm -hmm. And you guys just wanted to publicly express that love. And that's great. And then your dad like walked behind you carrying a book. And I was like, I know what's happening. (laughs) Oh man, it was great. Well, that's, that's a lot of things to happen in a few months. I mean, it was, (laughs) it was a wild, uh, just short period of time. Like, and not, not that anybody would assume this or think this, this is probably just me. Um, being far too concerned about what people think about me. Um, but it's like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to waste yeah. this time. Yeah. Like, and not, not that it really matters what people think or how I use the time or what I do, but I'm like, I was like, I really need to focus on getting some things in order here yeah. because something's not working. Right. And so I, I really kind of threw myself into it. And yeah. as I said in my Facebook post that like the first couple weeks off were like a, a stress detox yeah. because it was still very much weighing on me because I like, until I was officially on FMLA, I needed to like, log on every morning and send an email saying like I'm taking PTO today mm. and so like this like needing to like log into my work yeah. computer and that sucks. send an email it just like it felt like there's like this weird anxiety and like yeah. even though I haven't worked there since the middle of July I still get the Sunday scaries yeah. it's like sort of built in right, right. which is like I'm like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not getting <laughs> no, up and doing it's just, anything. It's just too. in there now. But it's but that's I don't know if that's like a weird trauma response yeah. or something like that. But could be. Um, but I'm like, yeah, the and also the idea of like ever having to return to a place where I experienced something yeah. so traumatic. I was like, how can I even? How can I even do that? Yeah. I just it just felt like that, and you know. I won't get I won't I don't need to get into like all of like the relationship stuff that I struggled with, but I was like I just didn't really feel like anybody understood me. Yeah. The times that I tried to express my struggle my mental health struggles and I was having a hard time, um, the feedback I got was essentially like, Oh, well, you know, you're you're doing you're doing a great job. Like, you know, it's not like a nothing's it's not impacting your work so therefore you know it's like right you know it's like uh, no one can tell because you're you're doing a great job and right it's like like and so like that kind of made it clear to me like you don't understand mental health right or at least my mental health struggles yeah when it's like this isn't about me being worried that i'm not doing a good job yeah right this is me saying like 
I'm barely hanging yeah, on here. As a human, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is not a safe yeah. spot for me to be. Yeah, man. Well, I am sorry that you went through that, but I'm grateful, like you're saying, that it became like a clarifying time for you to yep. like think about how you want to spend this life and who you want to spend it with and how. Right. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. And I I have these kind of, you know, uh, it's it's not uncommon for me to have some sort of existential crisis of, of some sort. But like every once in a while, I have these really like these crashing realizations of like, this is literally all I get. Mm, yeah. This life, this time, uh, these experiences are all I get. And I spent a year of of my finite existence at a place that made me feel miserable. Right. And that's nothing I don't I don't get any of that back. That time is spent. Right, right. And I'm like, I can't I, I'm like, I can't I can't function that way. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I'm like, I really need to try and find ways to prioritize things that mean something and and try and make it and try and make it work and you know i can hear the well we all need to have jobs we all need to like i know that sure like i understand that (laughs) like that's not a thing that needs to be said we all are living in a capitalist hellscape right and like i understand that this is the what we have been built into and we don't really have a choice but like yeah i'm trying to find a way to navigate it without killing myself right yeah well that's <clears throat> admirable um yeah man I, we're all on different uh versions of yeah. that journey right to varying degrees and that was like you know a more extreme and thus hopefully a more like clarifying and ultimately helpful period of yours for you. Um, but I certainly ask myself those questions all the time of like, is this what I'm, is this what I'm doing here? <laughs> is this what we're doing in this, in this earth? <laughs> like I'm right. sitting in this chair, I'm sitting on this couch in this guy's basement. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah. And I do think there are things like, um, creating, things together and talking mm-hmm. about things that I care about with people that I love that like mm-hmm. give me a glimpse back into like, Oh, what, yeah, what we're supposed to be doing here. So right. even though the podcast is a tiny <laughs> aspect of what you're talking about, as far as like moving into next steps and, and figuring out what comes next and what you want to spend your time doing. I'm grateful that we're, we're potting again, bro. <laughs> me too. And that, and that was something that I knew was missing because yeah, creating things yeah. is something I want to do but when when there's a part of you that's like I don't even want to yeah. do that yeah. right. <laughs> it's I don't want to say something was broken but like sure you know in in therapy and in DBT sort of asking yourself how's that working for you right you know like how how is this thing that you've been trying? How's that going? Mm-hmm. How's that working out? <clears throat> um, not in like 
trying to be shitty, but like sure. in a self-reflective, like I'm, this is how I'm trying to manage. Um, we all have different coping mechanisms. It's like maybe some people cope by just drinking a lot. And at some point right. it's like, how's that working out? Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. Um, you know, have I done a lot of sad drinking over these last few years? Of course, right. you know, but I'm, I'm hyper aware of, of the avoidance of yeah sad drinking and what that can lead to. Right. And where it falls short in actually mm-hmm. supporting my long-term mental health goals. Right. Yeah. The like the numbing thing may feel good in the moment, but. Mm-hmm. ultimately is not going to help you. Right. Um, well, grateful for you. <clears throat> grateful for you, bro. I... I'm also grateful for um, what has uh, changed dramatically since uh, this, essentially the last time we recorded. Mm. And you... Live here now? Being here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, Yeah, when we were last recording, I was probably talking about coming off of being on a sabbatical and about to move and sabbatical ended move happened here i am and no like difficult or stressful things happened <laughs> certainly not <laughs> no um no it was probably just as well for those couple months that we were taking a pause because man i don't know moving uh a house full of stuff across multiple states with two kids while you're working uh, not, not the easiest time. Um, but you know, we've been getting settled in, surrounded by a lot of people we care about getting reacquainted with a place I grew up in, but I haven't lived in for 20 plus years really for more than a month at a time or whatever. And right. I don't know, man, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a busy season at work and stressful mm-hmm. in that way. And there's a lot to get done with the house all the time and managing kids. And Jenny started a new full time job this fall. And there's plenty that keep the daily stresses of life going, kind of like you're saying. But it's also been, I feel like, also clarifying for us where it's like the move really happened because we were like, how do we really want to spend our lives? And like yeah. a lot of the people that we care about are up in Minnesota at this yeah. point. And it's a place that has its own problems to be sure, but like foreign me in really meaningful ways and a place that I care about a lot and wanted to raise our kids in a place like that. And I don't know, it feels like all those choices are being affirmed now here being in community and like yeah, seeing you and other friends a lot more than I would before where I was like feeling kind of isolated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like COVID just like spread everybody out the last few years where I just didn't really have that community in place anymore to like, I don't know, regular get together with you guys and hang out on a random weeknight to do something fun or whatever is like, oh, I'm back to like feeling more like a person because I'm seeing people I care about much more often. So it's been great. Um, And yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what comes next. We got, we got, we got dreams. We got hopes and visions. I think you're right that people have, you know, the times that people have reached out and been like, so what's going on with the pod? I've kind of been like, you know, like it's coming back. And there's always been a, like a patience and a a gratitude for us. And we, we appreciate you all hanging in and 
but, yeah. it, but it comes from a place of like, you know, mishearing your voices, mishearing, yeah, totally. we want to hear your takes on X, Y, and Z things. Yeah. And not like accusatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are lazy. Um, yeah. And like, like you said, we didn't really get into it that much with that many folks, but like, when I would sort of hint at like, there's been some personal things happening, you know, right. the first response was always like, please take care of yourselves yeah. first and foremost. Like, right. so anyway, we appreciate this community and yes. folks chiming in when they have. Yeah. And, and yeah, to be sure, I'm not the, I'm not the only person in this community who right. has, has these struggles. And I know that um, I share for a number of reasons, but um, not the least of, of these is to be understood, but also for to make sure other people uh, don't feel alone. Yeah, because it can feel like when you're in the when you're in the deep shit, yeah. it can feel like again, like nothing matters. Who cares? I don't care. Right. You know, and like responding to texts yeah is like impossible right you know do i have some unread texts still in my phone yeah yes i do uh do i feel bad about it like every moment of the day sure yeah <laughs> but um it's not it's just it's yeah it's a weird avoidance uh shame sure you know motivation thing there's lots yeah. mixed up in there but Makes sense. <clears throat> Sorry to those of you who uh, I've sort of disappeared on. Um, sure. It's uh, not personal. It's just how how uh, my brain, how my brain do sometimes. Indeed. Yes. I think people will understand. Yeah. I mean, I alluded to this a little bit too, even on the pod is like, I think COVID really did a number on me <laughs> like mm-hmm. emotionally physically spiritually like and I didn't really even I wouldn't have said in the moment that that was like necessarily how I felt um it was only upon reflection later that I was like oh I kind of like you know the numbing thing I did for like a solid two years mm-hmm. of like drinking too much eating too much indulging in these things because I was like yeah. well I need a little treat for myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and maybe like a a year ago or a little more, I kind of stepped back into therapy much more like regularly and intentionally and started like exercising consistently for the first time in a while and trying to not just like pound a loaf of bread every night. And <laughs> so I feel like I I had a clarifying moment of my own about a year ago and tried to kind of prioritize those different kinds of health again. And so this year has been really helpful in that way too, to take stock of some of those things. And I definitely like feel better in a lot of ways than I mm-hmm. have um, in a while. So <laughs> grateful for, yeah, the, the, the transparency with which, as you were saying, the community of ours here often operates with like sharing this stuff with each other. Yeah, I hope it means something for us to give little glimpses in, but the most important thing for us to do in terms of our health, I think, is to talk about the top 10 albums of the year. 
yes for us tonight which we'll we will get to in this episode um i don't know anything else we want to get to man i know we have at least one uh voice memo what a what a beautiful way to return (laughs) our boy danny stairs what is up my beautiful boys it's your boy danny stairs calling in uh just answering the qot dub uh it's gonna come as a shocker to you i know but my favorite album of the year was in fact the new mxpx album what didn't see it coming uh i know but it's out there i love it uh if anybody hasn't checked it out i definitely would recommend it um they continue to put out music that i really enjoy and i hope others will as well um it's a really cool album. I don't remember what else came out this year. <laughs> I'm sure other things did. You know, there was at least one Taylor version that came out, probably more. And I love all those. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else, but yeah, so that's that's it. Uh, love you guys, and hope to see your beautiful faces soon. Magpop for life to the motherfuckers. <laughs> Hell yeah, thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Famously loves like three bands. <laughs> yes. Um, we might might talk a little bit more about that record later on. Um, but yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that on the pod. No, uh, Dr. Chad definitely sent me a text and maybe she sent you one too. That's like, uh, she's like, I really need <laughs> to hear your takes on this record. Yeah. I mean, we... We may still have to do that, even though it's been out for quite a while, but it's right. what we might need to do that. But I don't know. I'll briefly say I really like it. Like, I had fairly high expectations after we built a podcast around them and the new right. album that came out, and it felt like we had such investment in that record and that time, and I was right. kind of like, man, is it going to live up to that? And I'll just briefly say I d- it's, it's not as meaningful for me as the self-titled record is, but I think it's in that wheelhouse. Like I think it's a very strong record from this era of MXPX, and I really enjoy it a lot. So I'll we'll, leave it at that. We'll leave, we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, others. The aforementioned, aforementioned Mickey. Hey, friends. It's Mickey. Uh, first, I have to say it's so good to hear your voices again. Coming at us new and fresh. Um, I will say though, I felt personally attacked with all of the feet talk. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> uh, but I would expect nothing less, and I love you both anyway. Um, you. So yes, um, I was like feet talk. Oh right. Yes, we uh, we spent. And, some went, some and, might say too long. An abnormally long period of time uh, leading into our conversation with Mason talking <laughs> about feet and wiki feet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've had a surprising number of people who like care about me without you and care about Mason reach out and be like, that episode was so great. And now that you're talking <laughs> about this again, I'm just like they sat through a lot of that stuff first. Didn't yeah. They? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry, not sorry. Who set out a call for some of our top albums of 2023. So I had to weigh in a little bit. I could not name, uh, 10, uh, that I have super ranked or anything like that, but I have a couple that are really good for me. Um, the first being 
Fall Out Boy's new album, So Much for Stardust. Uh, yeah, that was a great one. Uh, also, Olivia Rodrigo's mm-hmm. album, Guts. Mm-hmm. Absolute bangers. Like, I listened to that nonstop when it came out, basically. Um, was that a dog? I don't think that it's really fair to Sounds like count it for 2023, but also uh, the re-releases that Taylor sent out mm-hmm. uh, this year were all fabulous, of course, and obviously all I listened to when she put them out. So uh, that kind of puts it for something, right? Anyways, uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, my dog is yelling at me, so I'm not <laughs> going to bother you guys more. Uh, so happy that you're kind of back in Magpod for life. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Mickey. Bye, Gatsby. <laughs> or, or Mickey of Honor. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Gatsby is... Um, uh, not dissimilar to Thurston in that he is very dramatic mm. um, and requires absolute constant attention. Constant attention. Who are you talking to? This is bullshit. <laughs> it's the podcast again. Yep. Uh, uh, <clears throat> also, not a not a surprise of the you know Fallout Boy. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know they put out an album this year. Um, sorry, Mickey. Um, but I'm glad that you were finding enjoyment in it. Uh, Livy Rodrigo, I have a feeling we'll come up again later too. Yes. Uh, we got our, our dude, Brian Canberra, the Rudy librarian, um, who sent uh, an email that says, my 473,000 favorite albums. Okay. All right. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> At least one of those is true. Let's get down to business because I don't want to take too much time. I'm here to talk about my favorite albums. This is Brian, Rudy Librarian, by the way. All right, favorite albums. Here we go. Let's see if this is, yep, I think it's still recording. Okay, so I got a lot. Okay, top of 20, I wrote top of 2033. I'm thinking prophetically. It's 10 (laughs) 10 years ahead. 2023, my favorite albums. Glenn Hansard um, from The Frames, from The Swell Season, from the movie Once. His new album, All That Was East is West of Me Now. Anytime Glenn Hansard puts an album out, it's going to be in my top. He's one of my absolute favorite, and if you don't listen to him, you really should. Now, the next three artists put out two things each this year, which is crazy. So I just count them both as one because I can't choose. So Boy Genius, the record, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the rest. The record, a full-length album. The rest was an EP. Both of them amazing. They go together very well. The National had two full-length albums, first two pages of Frankenstein and Laugh Track. Mm -hmm. They go together. They have basically the same cover. I love both of those albums so much, and there's some amazing guest spots on that, and I've really come to love The National this year. Paramore, This Is Why, and their remix album of This Is Why, both amazing and good. Lord, that Julian Baker remix on the remix album, amazing. Sufjan Stevens' Javelin, uh, absolutely beautiful album and really a beautiful story behind it. Um, another one where there was two is the soundtrack and the score for A Good Person. That was two separate albums. And the movie and those two albums, so, so good. Um, Ryan Adams, I know that for many people he's kind of controversial. I've loved his music for so long I can't <laughs> stop loving his music. Um, and he did a live album, Return to Carnegie Hall, that I really, really loved. So I got to throw that in there. Um, and now we got to get a little bit more uh, edgy, a little bit more alternative. So MXPX's new album, uh, definitely a great album. 
Blink 182s, I wasn't sure I was going to buy. There a couple songs I was just kind of like, meh. But then I listened to the whole album and I fell in love with it and I, I've liked it more every time I've played it. Flying Raccoon Suit's new album, mm-hmm. Moonflower, is amazing. Um, it's so good. And Joystick's new EP, Dwell, also really, really good. So a little bit of ska from the Rudy mm-hmm. Librarian. Um, I found this artist. Uh, I, I discovered them. Um, I know they'd put other stuff out, but this was the t- when I caught them, which is LaVey, had an album called Bewitched. Super beautiful, jazzy cello and guitar and singing. Loved it. She also did a little two-song Christmas EP with Nora Jones. Speaking of Nora Jones, uh, she had a record store day release that's called Nora Jones is Playing Along With that came from her podcast uh, where basically she plays along with all these different um, musicians from different bands, and it's Mm. super diverse. And the very first one was uh, the dude from Wilco. Mm. Um, So it was a really great start. She's done... Um, the, the album doesn't have all of these, but she's done Andrew Bird and M. Ward and Rufus Wainwright, and I really like all of them quite a bit. Um, and then a couple of Christmas ones I'm going to throw in there. Samara Joy's A Joyful Holiday EP, really beautiful jazzy Christmas songs. And My Morning Jacket's Happy Holiday. Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot, but I kept it to 3 minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> uh, now it's 3 minutes and 46 seconds. I, I got to go, but you guys are awesome. Magpod for life. Yes. Uh, thank you, buddy. A great list. I think we'll hear more about some of those, but I yeah. got to say, I'd prefer a, a Brian voice message that has a, a, <laughs> a, a an about to die car wrestling in the back. Yeah. Uh, a, a Cessna, a Cessna on the back of a, um, of a riding lawnmower. Yeah. No, that was great. Um, uh, yeah. I, I will say that, um, there are a number of, albums that came out this year that i definitely need to spend some time with yeah i mean he called out the flying raccoon suit uh record and the joystick ep um i the joystick um what is it i think it was is it 2021 maybe that they that that they're of our top tens or honorable mentions at least or something i mean i think i think it was in my top 10 i can't remember but i really i really yeah like them a lot and i do um yeah i do definitely want to spend some time with that same some more uh more of those bad time wreck um bands um but yes there are some of those that we're certainly going to hear about yeah coming up I will briefly say uh, Blink, not a record we've gotten to talk about on mic either. And I agree with Brian's take, and I'll say a little more later. But the first couple, the the singles they released, I was kind of like, yeah, it's fine. And then when I actually listened to the record, I was like, some of this rules. And then the more time I spent with it, the more I liked it quite a bit, actually. So I'm pro new Blink. I need... Again, another album that I need to spend some time with. The, sure. when, I, when I first started listening to it, I'm like, this sounds more throw a little bit more throwback. But then, can you guys like mix up literally any of the chord progressions? <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I was finding myself being annoyed that like I'm like these songs, they they are almost have the exact same progression. I was. There's part of me that wished for something that was like more 
interesting and experimental, like the self-titled record. And then there's part of me that's just like, I'm just glad our dudes are back. They're playing like classic Blink style songs. And also they just love each other. They love each other. That to me, like is the, like the yeah. one more time music video was like, I found myself like kind of emotional. Yeah, man. Like when you think about that Mark is still around yeah. after cancer and Tom is back, the three of them are back together again yeah. and that they're, you know, kind of looking back on their career. That to me is like, it's, it's so like wholesome and heartwarming and, totally. but they, they also still got to throw in their masturbation jokes. Like it yeah. all- <laughs> they, uh, I, as much as I was happy that they reunited and did the tour, I was like, I can't spend that much money on a Blink-182 uh, no, show. No. But now with the record out and experiencing all those feelings you're talking about as I was listening to it and stuff, I was like, they announced a new tour, and I'm like, that's what I might have to go to. <laughs> so anyway, um, good album. Speaking of spending lots of money on um, mm-hmm. on tours coming up. Are we, we going to be podding for rain pretty soon here? <laughs> I mean, I got my tickets. I got mine too, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, we are seeing PFR together. <laughs> At the, the next fine lines. That's right. Oh man, Pop uh, for rain coming. Yes, twenty twenty four. Um, I mean that, but that was not the show I was talking about spending what? too much money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about that uh, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, Linda Linda's, the weirdest lineup ever. Slash, one that I'm like, I feel like I have to go to this, uh, but I did not get a ticket to that yet. No. So we'll see. I don't know. And I think I think I said this to you that. I would have preferred to have seen Green Day like 20 years ago. Yeah. The way I see it too is like, I can't imagine another time in which I would see the Smashing Pumpkins and Green Day together. Yeah. And to like see them separately, I just like that would, I just don't foresee that ever happening. Yeah. And kind not, not in the exact same way, but like the era's tour seeing taylor it's like yeah this is like a a once in a lifetime experience like i feel like i needing to jump at the opportunity to do this because otherwise i will probably never see either of these bands sure um makes sense i've seen the pumpkins too many times and the last time i saw them was at the aragon in chicago because i was like when are they gonna play a place that small again so i'm glad i went to that because it was like not a giant arena tour um but i mean i don't typically associate the aragon with like great sound no, bad sound but like you know small and i was like close to the stage and growing up they were like my favorite band i don't know if yeah. we talked about this ever but um i wrote my like eighth grade person of the year paper on billy corgan <laughs> um so that's the kind of cool guy I was. <laughs> uh, Green Day, I have seen 20 years ago and more, but like at like festivals. And so I kind of want, yeah. like when I see them again, I want to see them in a place like outside, like, I don't know, an arena kind of bums me out. Rants that I love, but. But this is going to be at, I think this is at Target Field. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was Target Center. This changes everything. I think. Hold on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We need some live fact checking here. Yes. Um, this might change things. Obviously, Linda Linda's I've seen in love. Yes. Rance that I've seen many times, but would love to see them again. So Target Field, bro. All right. Well, maybe I'm a fucking moron and I'll be there. 
Uh, we'll see. Many, many great shows to come next yes. year. Exactly. I mean, speaking of like singles uh, that you're like, the Green Day, the American Dream is killing me single is like, mm. uh, I don't disagree with like what they're saying. Sure. Like I, I understand, but like, I don't know if like Billy Joe and his political insights go very deep or deep enough for me to be like, oh shit, yeah, Billy, <laughs> no. yeah, Billy Joe, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it is killing me too. <laughs> it feels very like, right? You were talking about the stuff twenty years ago. Um, and that's the last time they put out a good album. And the <laughs> song on that album was a ripoff of a Dillinger Four song <laughs> that had to be settled out of court uh, yeah. about. So, anyway, uh, great band though. Um, so, if that's it, should we take a break and come back and share some of our favorite records? What's happening? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> It has certainly <laughs> been a while. while. Is that it? That was it. Perfect. That was it. Perfect. <laughs> was that a was that a recent? When uh, did we get that? That was <laughs> yesterday. Okay. That was that felt like a triumphant. <laughs> he was like welcoming us back in celebration. Yes, the Phantom Cackler. Um, <laughs> wasting no time. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> that makes me so happy. It was funny because I was like kind of hearing some white noise. You weren't yeah. responding to me. I was like, "What's that? oh? I know it's coming." <laughs> and, it, and then it came in all its glory. The cackle. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so what better note to end things on? Yes, when we come back, we will dive into our favorite albums of 2023. Angel, it's not happening again. We're back. And we're talking 2023, talking top albums, our favorite mm. albums of 2023. Mm-hmm. But John, before we get into the top albums, um, we need to. Uh, it's been it's been a while since <laughs> I've like talked like <laughs> this <nonsense>. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this one in particular too. You've been yep. doing a fair amount of talking. Um, I feel like I owe you an apology mm. because I took something from you. Okay. I stole Magna Fright Pod from you this year. Uh, well. And we did not get a chance to discuss sp- things that are spooky. Um, go and try and visit the hat man. Like, I don't know. We'll have to next year, buddy. make up for it's it next be year. Yeah. Um, my brother, when he was in Sweden this past year, um, he picked up some candy for us that yes, we were did. going to eat during uh, Magnified Pod. <laughs> you ended up uh, eating your uh, salted black licorice the best. at Graveyard Club. The Halloween show. The Halloween show. So it felt like an appropriate time. I regret nothing. <laughs> Um, and one of the other things that he got for us was these, uh, s- their Boo Surprise Tricky Beans um, flavor mix with surprises. Okay, so it's um, like in every flavor bean, but 
Scandinavian style. Yes, but there there are different flavors, but um, they are the uh, Drilliska Slick Boner. <laughs> okay, perfect. So um, <laughs> we can we can enjoy our our Slick Boners together. Love it. Um, so there are what kind of flavors we got in there. So there are colors, corresponding colors that have two potential flavors. Okay. So there is butt and chocolate. <laughs> yes, there is a uh, there's poop okay, or chocolate. No, uh, blueberry or pepper, vanilla or ginger, mm. cherry or chili, blackberry or onion, Ugh. cola or bacon. Okay. I'm I'm there for all these except for onion. Um although maybe onion's delightful. Who am I to say? I don't know. Um cola flavor is also not my my But go-to. those uh, those gummies? The the <clears throat> cola gummies? Yeah, the Haribo cola yeah, those gummies. Are good. Uh I mean they're something. <laughs> they are they are something. Bro, we haven't eaten candy together on mic in too long. Not since the uh our unreleased goatee hook. Oh yeah, I guess it hasn't been that long. <laughs> Pretty recently. Um, all right, let's let's see. I'm just gonna yeah, pour some into my hand, okay. and then we can. Uh... That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing hand pouring in the bedroom, dude. Hand pouring, hell yes. Yeah. All right, so I don't know. Let's uh, let's just toss one of these. Mm. All right, yellow could be what? Vanilla or ginger? Oh, yeah. that's definitely a ginger. I think I got both a vanilla and a ginger, and it kind of works so, great together. Um, to kind of <laughs> describe these, they are significantly smaller yeah. than like your average jelly bean. But they pack a real punch. They're very, they're very, they're babies. They're little tiny babies. They're, they're babies. like, like the tiny. They're like smaller than like a like an, they're smaller than an Advil. They're very small. Ah, Nuprin, little yellow, different. different. Ugh. But, what a, Fuck. What'd you get? Fucking Christ. Oh, no. Which one was that? Ugh. God damn it. <laughs> that was definitely onion. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, God. which color is onion? Dude. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. All right. No. Good to know. No. Which one's onion? Brown? Sorry, dude. You're going to have to figure that <laughs> okay, out. Okay, fine. Own. What is green again? Um. I just had one really good green one. Blueberry or pepper, maybe? Mm. I want blueberry. Ooh, now that's pepper. Those are both really good. I'm scared of these brown yellow ones. I think there's gonna be some onions in there. And keep pounding green. I don't even know what that one is supposed to be. Maybe that's pepper. Was that green? I think so. I think it's pretty good. I like that. I'm into this. These the are the Swedes. They know how to make some weird candy. <laughs> they they sure do. Oh, there's the cola. Got the cola that one. Is that brown? Ooh. Ooh. That actually, you have the onion. I got the onion one. <laughs> Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> but like, I respect it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> it's very. It's so okay. bad. And then I got color right after to wash it down. Yeah, these are very like potent flavors. I know, man. Do you want to save any Brian? Did he get any slick boners for his own? I don't know. I don't know if Brian um, saved a slick boner for himself. What's the status of your slick boner, Brian? <laughs> Um, oh no, bacon! Uh, God damn it! Ugh. Wait, is ba- is bacon brown? It's the cola one. Oh my god, that's so bad. Oh yeah, 
Whoa, I just said bacon too. That's intense. It's so smoky. Yeah, these are really you know, yeah. surprising for really small. I keep going back to the yellows mm. because they're like either vanilla or ginger. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's a safe place to land. Yellows are both the home run. Yeah. I think green is both too. Oh, man. I'm rebagging the slick boners. <laughs> you always have to. Yeah, after, bag your after, after you're done with your slick boners, you got to put it away. Well, well, I mean, these are nowhere near as near as um, uh, risky as like the every flavor beans. No, but that that onion, the onion oh, one is intense. The, on, the it's onion the intensity alone, of the flavors that really, yeah, the onion alone <coughs> is uh is is uh. tragic. Is a, it's a the inclusion of it. Yeah. Well, what a what a delightful. Surprise. Thank yeah. you. Ugh. Okay. I got to put these away. Um, oh, oh, got onion again. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. God, I got to get something to wash this down. Hold on. Send me that pic. I'm going to post that. You want me to text you my slick boner? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, bagged, if possible. Okay, deal. People want us to chew into the mic and talk about boners <laughs> repeatedly, right? That's what we're hearing. Yes. This is what you've all been missing. This is why we're not a, a PRX podcast, maybe. <laughs> um, it's because of all of our feet content uh-huh. and our slick boners. Um, and I know I'm like, I'm intentionally, you know, I I know that I took I took a <laughs> Swedish in college. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm. I don't know if that sounds like a weird humble brag for, for whatever. I took some Swedish in college, bro. You maybe lived there for a little while. Maybe did. Played some clubs. 20 years ago as we speak. Wild. Yep. I'm just kick kick me into my coffin, bro. <laughs> oh, man. What's purple? <clears throat> it is the... Ugh. I'm pretty sure it's the blackberry or the onion. The onion. Wait, <laughs> so what's the... I must have been tasting the bacon when I was tasting the brown one. Here. All right, whatever. I got to stop paying attention to this. Um, cola, or bacon. <laughs> Brombert, or log. Um, log is how you say onion. And so that's what I'm tasting. Okay, so anyway, uh, we like music, and... <laughs> that's primarily what we're su- <laughs> we supposedly talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, people know what's up. We wanted to come back into your ears to do something that we do enjoy very much. Yes. Which is to talk about our favorite records of the year. Now, do we want to... I feel like last year we hit honorable mentions before the records themselves. I feel like in the past we've done it the other way around. What? Do you, how, how does the spirit lead you tonight? I feel like we should hit them honorable mentions first up. I think so. Okay. Um, and we, you know, we don't necessarily need to belabor it. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like us. <laughs> okay. But I mean, if we're, if we're hitting the honorable mentions, they, you know. I, I limited myself to a dozen, okay, which is less than I've done in the past, and I could have done much more. I'll say yeah, that. I'm gonna. I'm also knowing like that we're gonna. There's gonna be the Venn diagram of of, of well, artists that we're interested in. Um, I'll probably just like tack on if like. Yeah, I think more in our honorable mentions, but I'm gonna say, if I had to guess, this might be the one that we had the least overlap on. For a couple reasons, one because like I feel like ordinarily when we've been potting pretty much every week all year, we have a fairly good sense of what the other one's been listening to. Yeah, 
We've had quite a gap where we haven't. I try to text you and be like, I like this album a lot yeah. about various things throughout the year, as you do for me. But we haven't had the same level of communication as normal. And I feel like there's someone here that like I haven't really like talked to many people about. Mm. Um, so I think they'll come as some, some of these for sure will be like out of nowhere. Um, so we'll see. Uh, should I kick things off? Sure. All right. The Zana Romanchis. Um, I will not. I do have an order for my top 10, as you know. Mm-hmm. These I will not do in any particular order. So I'll tack on MXPX, Find a Way Home, that's in there. Um, hope we get to talk about it more thoroughly at some point. But for me, quite a good record. I did rank it at some point. And I think it falls like high in the second half, mm-hmm. I think. That's about where I would put it. Um, like the record. Blink, also in there one more time. Mm-hmm. As I said, mixed feelings probably overall, but grew on me a lot. And some of the songs I really like. Happy to have him back. Um, <clears throat> Everything But The Girl, their new album, Fuse, which is the first they've done in 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that band from the 90s dance pop hits. Um, and I really like this new record. They kind of have done successfully what a fair amount of sort of 90s era trancey club bands have done, which is like make a more sort of mellowed out, slightly weirder electronic record for these days. like that album a lot. Slow Pulp. Is that a band you know? I know the name. Uh, great, crunchy, indie rock Chicago band. Um, but they woman lead singer whose vibe I like a lot. I think you'd be into them. Uh, Slow Dive, the album Everything is Alive. Um, I have definitely mentioned them to you. Don't think this is going to be on your list. It's that that Shoegaze. This is a you know British Shoegaze band that's been around for decades, coming back with a great collection of songs here. Uh, Partial Traces talked about them yeah you did you did send me the album i was listening to it and i texted you back and i'm like this is really putting me in my feels very much <laughs> it's called stay dreaming it's a great dream pop record give a little little background on yeah on well i wasn't aware of them until this year but i was aware of their members they're kind of like a minneapolis super group um marin mccosco is the front woman who was in the band the soviets and she's the co-founder of this new club cloudland which opened recently in south minneapolis which has a lot of great shows already looking forward to going there soon and to dillinger force playing show there and it was like this was the one where they were selling tickets at like only a couple of locations in person and they sold out like instantaneously so i won't be at that one but i am looking forward to seeing partial traces in person sometime in the next year um off with their heads members in there too um but yeah, I think they've put out a couple records, but um, really, really like this kind of dream poppy, <coughs> synthy stuff they're doing. Um, this band, Kim, put out a record called Sir Kim. They're a great doom metal band out of Oakland. Very like crunchy and just like, you know, slow chords. Mandy, Indiana, band I didn't know until relatively recently. They're like a French noise rock band, synthy and scary. I think you would dig this record, or at least like appreciate it. Uh, it's called I've Seen the Way, Mandy, Indiana. Uh, Janelle Monet, mm-hmm. she's got to be in there. The Age of Pleasure, 
not my favorite of her records, but here for this yeah. era of her. It's fun. It's a fun time. I'm here for the queer love tits out era <laughs> yes. of Janelle Monae. They are feeling themselves as they should be. <laughs> yes. Um, Jeff Rosenstock. I have a feeling we might be hearing more about Hell Mode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, again, hard to limit it both to the actual 10 and to the honorable mentions, but a great record. Uh, Yola Tango's new record. Uh, <laughs> rude. Rude as hell. <laughs> no, I said great record. Oh, yeah, sorry. The Stupid World, Yola Tango's new record, which... As far as I'm concerned, they've never put out a bad album, but it's always great that they're continuing to put out great ones. Uh, and then finally, Black Belt Eagle Scout, um, who is awesome. She's a uh, Native American artist, Catherine Paul, and put out this record, The Land, The Water, The Sky, which I really like. So that's that's my dozen, with the usual caveat that I could put much more. I'm sure there are blind spots, things yeah. I'm forgetting things I haven't checked out yet. Folks on the Discord were very helpful in weighing in with some of theirs. And I have plenty to check out from what they mentioned. So I got to do some more digging still too. I was seeing some conversation on Reddit. Some people were saying like they don't like end of the year lists because they they always come out too early. Sure. Um, and they're you're bound to miss some. But one person was saying like, you know... It doesn't really matter to me if the lists are perfect or if they rank them, the albums, in a way that, like, somebody else agrees with. Because in the way I do, like, I use the list to discover stuff. Yeah. Not because I'm like, I need to confirm the things that I enjoy. Right. Because it's like, I just wanted, like discover some new shit which is like you know i'll look up lists mid-year and they'll be like best albums of the year so yeah, far i'll totally. be like oh well because i'm not scouring every single website to find right. stuff and so to be able to find some new yeah. things that that's exciting to me i'm with you and i should say SZA put out right. a great record last december and i can't remember whether that was I think that was before we recorded our top 10 and I can't remember if I mentioned that record or not, but I really do love that album. And I think a lot of people didn't include that in their year end list last year cause it came out in December. But, um, so there's always going to be some that missed the cutoff or whatever, but great record there. So, um, I will, um, add that I, like I said, I need to spend more time with the MXPX and blink mm-hmm. records. My honorable mentions, I only have six. Okay. Um, in addition to <clears throat> in addition to what you just said um, fire tools okay. I am upset because I see something that is not there mm. this is a multi-instrumentalist producer uh, genre bending genre defying artist based out of um, the Chicago area cool so if you just like looking up her, uh, her name is An- Angel Markloid, uh-huh. and um, she uh, blends different genres such as vaporwave, IDM, jazz fusion, ambient, extreme metal, prog, industrial, new age, screamo, and noise. It was the intro to us starting this yeah. section. Um, the first time I heard her, I was at... I was getting a consultation for my Grim Reaper tattoo. Cool. I was sitting there and Mike was sketching out the idea and and I heard this song. I'm like, 
what is this? I'm like, it sounded like, um, like an '80s sitcom intro with like black metal screams over the top of it. You might have told me about this actually. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah and I was like, this is like, this is so wild. So I had to. Neither of us had heard of the uh, Fire Tools before, so I had to look it up. She's very prolific and um, puts out some very wild stuff. So cool. Um, check check out. that out. Um, and this is a band. Speaking of uh, more Chicago, Buggin, Concrete Cowboys. <laughs> Might hear more about that later. <laughs> yeah, you you turned me on to that, and I listened to the album a bunch. Yeah, um, uh, Chicago hardcore, um, female fronted, getting a little bit more local, Dury, suburban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was super into like every single that Dury put out yeah. um, before they released their record, and the record came out. Um, some of the songs, um, that were initially singles were on the record. Some weren't, there's some new stuff on the record. Uh, some of the newer stuff I, I'm kind of, I was kind of like meh on, mm-hmm. but like overall, like it's a good record. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing them, uh, next month. Uh, they're, they're doing their album release show yeah. at first Ave. So cool. I'm excited about that. Genesis Owusu, the album yeah, Struggler. Good record. Um, Australian rapper, like some just like straight fire bangers on yeah, that record. That should have that should have been on my list. Uh, very very good. This didn't make my cut because I again, I I just didn't feel like I could include it because I don't feel like I spent enough time with it. Um, but that's not because I don't think it's a, a great record but uh olivia rodrigo's guts i have in my honorable menchies wow i thought she'd make the top <clears throat> 10 for sure i know i know um i thought so for sure too but like i i just didn't feel like i could justify like there are some other albums i certainly spent more time with yeah um but i do really like the record and th- sometimes there are albums that you recommend to me that like I'm like I'm like I feel like I'm a year behind sometimes. Once Twice Melody by Beach House. I listened to that record so much yeah, this year. Right. And it came out last year. I think that was my number 4 last year. And it's so fucking good. Yeah, it is. And um Beach House was my like it was essentially August this year. I was when like they clicked for me. Mhm. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't, it, it just something happened and I was like, they're amazing. Yeah. So I feel like some of these albums that came out this year, like. It's got a simmer. Yeah. Got a simmer on some of those. Um, and then the last one, an album I discovered because of Best of Lists, um, Tomb Mold, The Enduring Spirit. Mm. They are, um, I believe they're uh, Canadian death metal. Um, cool name. Yes, and very, um, very. This album is very proggy, very like um, technical, and um, reminds me of. In some ways, I'm not trying to say it's a one to one, but like, reminds me of Between the Buried and Me a little bit in terms of the um, pr- progressive metal nature of it, and then like shifting sort of um, musical styles. It's not just like beginning to end just straight screaming metal but like there it's very dynamic and it's only like a, a seven song album but it's very dense 
Yeah. So that album artwork is is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, dude, metal artwork. It's, it's hard. Best. It's hard to beat. Yeah. It's really hard to beat. That rules. So check um, Yeah, those are those are my Menchies. Love those Menchies. Um, yeah. As usual, I I feel like I can only keep offering caveats that it's like you know, this is a fluid list and i'm sure there's things i'm leaving off and which is why i never number my well it's why i do because <laughs> i'm a moron um speaking of which number 10 yeah counting ascending ascending order right <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's it's the numbers are descending but but you're ascending to your number one yeah that's the sure thing. yeah that's the ticket uh Talking about Lancome, bro? Talking about little false Lancome? I sent you the Lancome music video for Go Dig My Grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> last night, <laughs> and I ruined your and Kristen's night. <laughs> no, no, you didn't ruin my night. I was high and watching it, and I was just like... You were like, fuck. <laughs> like, and this is, I was like, I was mesmerized, yeah. and like, and she's like, she's like, I don't know, the twine <laughs> stuff was like... <laughs> freaking me out yeah it's very scary uh lancome a late addition to my list um i had heard the name and i've heard the album false lancome mentioned a couple times this year but i hadn't really absorbed them yeah um and i took the time to listen to them pretty recently and it was kind of blown away they're this dublin quartet that started out with two brothers as the kind of center of the band uh ian and Derek lynch um every member sings and plays a bunch of different instruments uh cormac mac diarmanda i'm probably butchering all these names uh in there too and then rady pete is the main vocalist um and i think this is the third album under this iteration is uh is timber in the band too you must mean timbre <laughs> yes um, <laughs> shout out to timbre i'm sure she's listening to this episode uh we are big after, fans of yours after after we look maybe i pronounce it timber she said it happens all the time yeah Anywho, Our, uh, we 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 here at Magpod should have higher standards. Yeah, that's right. And some people might say like, uh, "You guys should do your research," and we'd say, uh, "What research?" <laughs> yeah, no research at all. Uh, Cormac McDiarmada, if you're listening, let me know if, how off I am. Um, and we should say, recording this on the day that Shane McGowan was yeah. announced dead. Ugh, um, God, yeah, I was, I was super so bummed out. Really sad. I mean, he feels like somebody who's been around forever because he's lived so hard for so long. And, yeah. you know, the Pogue's biggest stuff was, you know, 30, 40 years ago at this point. But yeah. he was only like 65, he's not maybe? not that old. Like early 60s? Younger than, younger than our parents. Yeah. Um, so very sad. And he just is somebody who, the Pogue's are a really special band and I think married that kind of trad Irish kind of celtic folk song stuff with punk yeah. in a way that was super compelling and really set a template for like a thousand other bands that would come over the next 20 yeah. or 30 years yeah um so it was already weird because i was very much in this like traditional irish folk song space listening to this record a lot and then to get that news today yeah um thinking about the pogues and their i think these two bands are definitely linked um this is more sort of like you know metal leaning than punk but it is these traditional, they basically do traditional Irish folk songs, but performed with these super heavy, deep bass sounding instruments. You know, they got the hurdy-gurdy in there. They got Ooh. strings. They got electric bass doing, you know, like electronic stuff. And it's very like 
ancient sounding and it reminds me of that band Heilung who was on my honorable mentions last year who's yeah. like you know northern European kind of folk metal um but there's like a power in these old folk songs done done with this unique heaviness and um a lot of the songs even when they start out kind of pretty or in a major key they often sort of like descend or at least threaten to descend into scariness <laughs> at any moment um just a really cool vibe uh very like powerful and unique uh too much to not include on my list but yeah they the single uh go dig my grave is a telling of an old uh irish folktale basically about a a woman who hangs herself and <laughs> the video is very intense yeah if this sounds interesting to you i would go check it out um but yeah i sent this to An- andrew and provoked and uh, there's a lot of like d- noose imagery <laughs> and, like <laughs> tying strings and intensity uh leper and leper fans i think would be into this very long single shots yes matching like most of these songs on the record are like eight minutes minimum <laughs> like yeah. the final song i think is like 13 minutes so anyway that's a lot to say about lanka but i really i was very into it like i said i don't really have a um mm-hmm. strong order but i will sort of um move to like ascending <laughs> yes i will ascend <laughs> as the numbers descend to like the the albums that i spent like predominantly the most time with sure. but um that doesn't necessarily mean they're my favorites or sure. but whatever maybe it does whatever who cares <laughs> who cares um Kara jackson why does the earth give us people to love yeah if you don't see it on a lot of top albums of the year i feel like it's doing a disservice to this record as it's her debut record too she uh like won like a youth poet laureate uh like at 19 or something like that uh she's a she's from chicago oh, so chicago, a lot more yeah. chicago she's a poet singer songwriter um like it's very very folky um the instrumentation is like i'm i i don't want to i'm not gonna say it's like like that the recording is simple or like like um stripped down or bare bones or anything but it's like um I feel like what it does is like it allows her very um, unique and emotional voice to be so much more prominent. Yeah. Because she does have like this deep resonant voice Mm -hmm. and like she's able to hit these like really low notes and I'm just like, oh my God. And there's, there's these songs about so many songs about love and heartbreak, obviously with the with the title, like why does the yeah. earth give us people to love? Um <laughs> and there's just so much there's so much depth to her writing. And um my I think my uh favorite song of hers is called it's it's called Therapy. It's uh well there's also the song Dickhead Blues, which is uh an outstanding title for a song. Yes. But um her song therapy is like maybe just over a minute. This, and the lyrics are every man thinks I'm his fucking mother. <laughs> good for milk and good for supper. Yeah. Never asks if I can be his lover. Special someone when he suffers. He wants me. He wants therapy. So essentially like, you know, yeah. Come around when you need a woman to emotionally support you. Right. 
you want me to be your therapist for free and like yeah. but you're not what are you giving to me right and i'm just like this is it, this is like a, a tale as old as time like yeah. the the emotional weight that women have to carry for men who yeah. will not take care of themselves right and and like she is like <laughs> like this is this sort of observation from somebody who is like so young and like she's like already seeing the like these yeah. terrible toxic patterns i yeah. just think she's i think she's fantastic and being so young and being this her first uh full length i'm yeah. i'm super excited to see uh what she has to come same here another one i probably messed up by not including uh really good record and i'm yeah excited to see where she goes next um my number nine Another Chicago act. Mm. Uh, Buggin'. Oh, hey I already mentioned Concrete Cowboys. Yeah, this is a Chicago hardcore band, as you mentioned, that's been on my radar the last few years. They'd put out a couple EPs, but this is their debut LP. Uh, and I was really anticipating it, looking forward to it. And man, I, it's just, it's really tight and precise. They're really great players, and there's a lot of great bass grooves crunchy riffs breakdowns but it's all really fun um and as you mentioned it's fronted by brianna bennett who's a black woman and i love the energy of her voice i feel like i've said this before but bands made up of people of color are making the most interesting hardcore music right now yeah um and this band is no exception it's just really like the lane of hardcore that gets me the most pumped um they definitely go really hard but are also not afraid to be like funky and have, you know, some poppy melodic hooks and just kind of go on different journeys. And, um, you know, it's, I still haven't gotten to see them live, uh, yeah. but I can't wait to, and I hope that they do come up here. They played the snow and flurry fest, uh, in Minneapolis a few months ago with uh, hotline TNT, who's another like almost honorable mention for me this year. Um, but I think I mentioned this to you where it was like it was a fair amount of money for like a two day fest with a ton of bands and bugging was like really the one that I really wanted to see. So it's like, uh, I'll wait until they come and do a proper show, but really like, uh, their particular brand of, uh, Chicago hardcore. Yeah. Boy genius. Heard of it. The record. Yep. Kind of rude that they never came through. Sorry. Between cities. I think that was my last Chicago show. Yeah. Or one of the last. Um, I mean, what, what else can be said? about these I, I mean this is this is the year of boy genius hell yeah get nominated for a grammy it's pretty wild i i mean lucy uh was was that that was last year was it two years 2021. ago 2021 2021 she was my number one that yeah year. i mean we both had her as uh, one of our top records yep. um but this this album has such strong strong material and they all have like they all have their own style their own voice and it's still able to feel like a cohesive record yeah even when there's like a julian song that you're like this song this is a julian song this is a julian song the song rocks uh this is like very guitar heavy riff heavy the phoebe stuff that he's got the the quiet sort of whispery uh introspective stuff and and um, Lucy's kind of 
storytelling style yeah. and her uh, like and also being able to see them perform so much like on yeah. the national stage on television yeah. um, or like late night shows um, and seeing just they just love each other so much, which is also really wholesome do. and beautiful. So great. And like them ending their show, their sh- like set sometimes with like a three way kiss with each other. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, their Halloween show uh-huh. where Ju- uh, <laughs> like Julian dressed up as Jesus, I think, uh-huh. and was Lucy an angel? And then maybe and Phoebe was Phoebe God. I don't, I can't remember. I think that's right. I was an angel, never a god. Yeah, I think there's something something like. Something Sounds like right. that, but people were like, "This is so blasphemous!" I'm like, "They, they don't give yeah, a fuck." <laughs> they did that other show somewhere where they had like outlawed, they would banned drag performances. They all performed in drag at the show. Hell um, yeah! Yes, uh, you'll hear more about that. Yes, later. I don't want to. I I no. I'd say more. No, no, no. I really don't have that much to say when I get to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very, very glad that I got to see them. And, uh, like the time that I have seen Phoebe and Lucy live, I haven't yet seen Julian live, which like, can't wait to do that. I've seen Julian and Lucy. I've not seen Phoebe. Okay. I will say that, uh, Satanist, the first time I heard that song, I was like, fucking rules. Rules. <laughs> this rules. So hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, realizing at those shows that these artists that I care so much about mostly is beloved by like 20 year old women. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'd, I'd want to get up really close to see all these shows and then be like, Oh, I'm like a middle-aged dude, uh, surrounded by young women. So I hope they're cool with me being in there. Um, yeah, just a, uh, straight white man in a sea of queer young, young, sh- uh, she gays and days here for it. They're having a great time. Um, good album. Uh, yes. Number eight for me, Nation of Language, Hmm. the record Strange Disciple. I believe I sent you, uh, at some point, but another record that was not on my radar. I mean, another band that wasn't on my radar until this year, but this is their third LP. Um, they came to the Twin Cities this fall, but I missed them, which is a big regret for me now. Um, because I, I knew about them when they came, but not super well. And then I listened to the record more and I was like listening more and more. And then I was like, this is in my top 10 of the year. Like it just really sunk in for me. And uh, they're, they're a synth pop trio from Brooklyn. Very kind of like minimalist lo-fi indie pop songs um, built around these melodic keyboard hooks. Um, and, you know, we joked recently about like, there are a lot of bands where it's like, oh, somebody listened to New Order, um, <laughs> right. which I, I'm here for. I don't mind that lane at all. I love that subgenre. Um, but the very New Order, Joy Division-esque, uh, um, but all just really great, enjoyable songs. Um, ethereal, but dancey and catchy. And yeah, I just kept returning till it was in my top 10. So Nation of Language, check them out. Dope. Um, White Reaper. Yeah. Asking for a Ride. Uh, Kentucky garage punk band. Um, they first were on my radar um, in 2019. They had an album come out called You Deserve Love mm-hmm. that had some singles on it that I'm like, 
I'm like, oh man, I'm really, I'm really into this. So I started listening to that album a lot. Um, and this album came out very early this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the current, the, uh, Twin Cities radio station, Mm -hmm. uh, had been playing one of their, uh, singles from their record quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I've, I've been super into it. It's also kind of got some, I feel like there's a little kind of uh, metal influence mm-hmm. in there, just a l- little yeah. bit, um, m- maybe more like a an old school, maybe kind of 80s metal vibe with some of the some of the riffs. But, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I forgot to add a, uh, a song, an album to my honorable Menchies. Um Screaming Females, Desire Pathway. Um, the first time I heard uh, that single, Brass Bell, uh, this this album came out also early this year. I was like, this fucking rules. So I just want to make sure, I don't want to forget uh, yeah. Screaming Females, Desire Pathway. Um, but White Reaper, um, I yeah. don't really have much more to say about it. Good call. Good pick. Um, my number seven... Not dissimilar. Uh, MS Paint. Okay. Band I've talked to you about. Yes. Um, their record Post American. Um, that I had been considering it throughout the years, like one of the most interesting. I said it was you interesting. Said it was interesting. <laughs> records of the year, but I kept returning to it, and the more I listened, I was like, the fact that they occupy this really unique lane started to be like you know, this, this is like a really special mix of things that like ultimately, yeah, earned this place and kind of my like most listened to and most appreciated records. Um, it's their deep, they, their debut album. Um, and I'd heard their name before, but I started listening when I learned that they'd be opening for soul glow when I saw them, uh, this year. And I was initially like, Oh, that's an interesting mix. This band MS paint that I'd heard about sort of within like the indie world, um, opening for Soul Glow, like, are they hardcore? And kind of, yes. Like, it certainly goes very hard, and it feels hardcore in its delivery, like very hard-hitting drums. It's kind of like barked vocals. Sure. Um, but it's also very synthy. There's no guitar player. It's just keys and bass and synth. I mean, keys and bass and drums. So, like, very synth-driven, but also the lyrics are delivered in really like hip hop cadence. There's nothing hmm. like a hip hop element, but ultimately like a, a post punk is probably the, the closest uh, genre. So I don't know. It feels almost like rage against the machine or something. Maybe that's huh. like comparable. Um, but they're from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The band is called MS paint, <laughs> which is funny on its own. The songs are very much about justice and connection in a bleak era. Hence the like, post-american um but they're really cool man they're wild they're like lead singer has the like kind of like long hair that looks a little unkempt and he wears these like sweatshirt and sweatpants combos where there's like an arm like one of the sleeves isn't there and then one of the pant legs isn't there and just he's quite a presence uh so anyway ms paint rules uh if you don't know him check him out Another band that has 
uh, Chicago Connections mm. and Minnesota Connections. Ooh. Bully, yes. lucky for you. Do you like 90s alternative and grunge? Sure do. Do you like bands that give a uh, garbage vibe? Sure do. Or maybe even a little Charlie Bliss mm-hmm. action in there? So Bully, they kind of got they got together in uh, Tennessee, but like... Um, She's like from here originally. But she right? she's she was born in Germany, but okay. then spent her, it says it spent her teen years in in Rosemount, Minnesota. Right. Okay. But then she went to school in in Tennessee, but then got an in, internship at Steve Albini's studio in Chicago. Right. Cool. My favorite my favorite little tidbit about her uh, on Wikipedia is that she uh, said that she formed the uh, the Bully Band uh, trio in. 2013 with her then boyfriend Stuart Copeland on the drums, yeah. not to be confused with the drummer Stuart Copeland from The Police, right? Which would be pretty funny. <laughs> yes, he could be like her grandpa. She's got this really kind of aggressive, gravelly, throaty kind of uh, singing voice, which is very, uh, very in my wheelhouse for yeah uh, any kind of female lead singer. I'm yeah. like. Did you smoke a pack of cigarettes or something before you came on stage? <laughs> I'm then in. I am ready. I am there. Yeah. From what I can tell, too, like, uh, it's pretty much just her now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and ev- and she just essentially has, like, touring and session musicians. Right. Like, this is kind of her um, yeah. sole project. She goes really hard on some on some songs, especially the the last couple songs uh miss america and all this noise which are discussing how shitty it is for women right now yeah in the united states with um bodily autonomy stuff and uh that's kind of like uh the miss america song is like has some nuance to it and then the album ends with all this noise where it's just basically a big fuck you song, which I'm like, I'm like, I'm here for that to go out on all uh, to go out on that. Um, but love that. Um, days move slow is a song. I would, if you're curious kind of about that, the vibe of the band days move slow or check out lose you, which features soccer mommy. Mm, Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, great pick. Um, your list is great so far, man. All these I'm like, <laughs> uh, probably should have had those in my honorable mentions at least. Bullied was definitely on my list at various points, and I should probably revisit before I finalize this list. But yeah, there's definitely like a a lane of woman-fronted, crunchy 90s era oh, indie rock that's like happening right now, which I love so much. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, we we didn't we just sort of glossed over the Olivia, but like, yeah, how um, this album, this particularly guts goes very guitar heavy, very yes. crunchy, very. She's got some like screams in there, she and does. like some like sick kind of wailing uh, solos in there too. So I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm here for. Um, uh, young women and black women uh, bringing life back into rock music. Hell yeah, the rules. And I, I and I would love to see um, 
I would love to see some uh, uh, women take the like, um, like hard rock or metal categories this year just to like piss off the piss off the metal elitist bros. That would be great to see. Um, Yeah, this whole. I mean, there's other. I would say you know, in addition to Billy. Palehound, another band that nearly hmm. made my was that I was on my list of various points, but I would I think you would dig them for sure. You should check them out. Um, another band that's like essentially uh, one woman and there are other folks in the band, but Palehound rules. Um, Cusp, another Chicago band who uh, Adam Patreon Punk Adam turned me on to. Hmm. Been on his pod, uh, so I've been told podcast um, and really like them very much in that lane as well. Um, I feel like there's other examples that we've talked. I mean, Slow Pulp, uh, another band very much in that lane. So yeah, here for all that. Um, All right, number six. Uh, Now for something very different from what was my last pick, which is uh, Kylie Minogue, (laughs) her her album Tension. I didn't know that she put out a record. Dude, I texted you about this multiple times. Did you? (laughs) And I was like, this dance album rules. And you were like, I'm not listening to dance album, I'm listening to Sufjan Stevens right now. <laughs> oh, shit. But that was like at least the second time I texted you about this record. Jesus. Because I wanted to be like, look, Kylie Minogue, hey, you know, she's she's a she's a pop icon. She's been around for decades. She sure has. Can't say, you know, I've ever been more than a casual fan. Um, so I, I'm as surprised as anybody to have her uh, on my top 10 and, and this high up. But... I wanted to be like, does everybody know about this album? Because this <laughs> rules. Like, I've never been on into her stuff on this level, and you know, I love a collection of just great, perfect pop dance songs, and this is wall to wall pop bangers. Uh, get you out of my head. Yes, that's her. <laughs> um, couldn't get this album out of my head though. Um, it's just yeah, I always had a great time putting on any of these dance songs that have just like these perfect pop melodies. Mm-hmm. Um, they all just really hit that specific pleasure center for me. So love this record. I, I guess I'm in Kylie's pleasure. <laughs> I guess I am a huge uh, Kylie Minogue fan now. The album is tension. She's doing a Vegas residency right now, which like feels kind of appropriate for the, you know, her lane, but it does kind of bum me out that she's not doing like a big tour. Cause I would like to see these songs, but Kylie Minogue, good record. Uh, my next one I have is Baroness. Yeah, Stone. Um, so Baroness put out an album four years ago, Golden Gray, that I was very meh on, hmm. primarily because the production was kind of garbage it was it just felt like super flat and that there was no dynamics to it it just there was just no power behind it it just was like i don't know it just didn't it just it was it was a big disappointment um the first time i put on some of the singles for this record was uh i got called for uh, I got a jury duty summons. I never ended up getting called for to sit on a jury, but like, you know, I was sitting there one day waiting 
to see if I was going to be called. And I threw on these singles. Oh, yeah. It sounded like so fucking good. There, yeah. there was meat to it. There was like everything that like I wanted. Like somebody, I think somebody just needs to go back and entirely remix and reproduce that record because mm. this is like to me what I think uh, a Baroness album should sound like. If you like your... Um, proggy metal like stoner metal um with a lot of melody it's not like it's not if you're not like when you hear if you hear metal and then you, and you think of like you know screaming and like because right. you know don't worry we will we will get there on my list uh-huh. but uh this is far more uh, melodic and great harmonies um and still great, uh, great shredding. And uh, speaking of album artwork, I think some of the best uh, metal album artwork in the game. Um, the artwork is all done by um, the lead singer. Oh, cool. It's hard to s- kind of describe other than like, it feels like if the gosh, what's the name of that um the 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 birth of is it the birth of Aphrodite or something like that? What's that what's that kind of oh. where she's like standing yeah, on the birth of Venus? Versus birth of Venus, yeah. yes. If that were if like the birth of Venus were like kinky and sexy <laughs> uh-huh. like like all of his uh covers are they're 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 all like a color base. Mm-hmm. So like uh, blue, red, purple, um, golden gray, and then this one is stone. And so they kind of have like a very specific aesthetic, but they're always like um, very kind of sensual, um, sexy, um, lots of lots of boobs, but also very kind of like mystical kind of mm-hmm. stuff going on. Yeah. Um, it's just like kind of one of the reasons that I think um album art exists for this kind of reason yeah. to like display like literal art like this guy's like creating this like this really kind of detailed yeah cool artwork that's um you know he's not just uh um making the music he's like doing the whole damn thing it's pretty cool man so uh very cool stuff um i i highly recommend it Good pick. Um, another album that I have listened to some but need to spend more time with. Um, and a good transition to my number five. Mm. Uh, another sort of uh, stoner metal band. Ooh. Pigs, 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 <laughs> pigs. AKA you, Pigs Time Seven. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you did You did uh, message me about this before. I definitely that... talked to you about Pigs, Pigs, Pigs. Um, their record land of sleeper um not quite the same prog rock lane as baroness but not too far off and similarly like great metal artwork i'm pretty sure i sent you this t-shirt which i still really want to order which has like yes a dope design and just you know there's all these like moons and death and (laughs) claws and stuff like that it's very, I love the, all this like fantasy metal imagery. It's the best. 
Um, well, the their cover too is like a sort of like a melting looking moon, yeah, coming out of a I don't know the clouds or mountains yeah. or something, or whatever it is. It rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I was aware of them until this record came out, but it came out in February, pretty early in the year. And again, I've just I've loved it all year. It's been, you know, in this in the kind of top half of my records pretty much all year long. This is their fourth album. They're a British band. Yeah, I don't know what you call them exactly. Stoner metal, doom metal, certainly like noise rock elements. Another band where the songs go on for a long time yeah. and have multiple movements. And some are like really hard hitting metal riffs, um, but like super slow. These like bassy, heavy grooves and then slow down from those into like these droney sections. Uh, but sometimes it goes like super heavy. Um, you know, they can be fairly slow while being really he- heavy, but also then go into these fast, like psych rock riffs. Um, yeah, just like huge chords. Dude's got a huge voice, huge drum sound. It just really satisfied an itch for me this year when I needed something like really heavy, I would put this on. Um, and they came to Chicago, but I was out of town when they came. So I missed that. Mm. Um, but I would love to see them at some point. I don't think they've come here yet, but, uh, yeah, man, pigs, 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 heavy and heavy and fun. Hell yeah. Uh, my next album is Spanish love songs. Mm. No joy. Yeah. I found this band because, uh, the pure noise uh, advertising algorithm on Instagram uh, got me, and I'm like, Perfect. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll check these guys out, um, and I was immediately into it, and Kristen yeah. was also immediately into it. Um, I feel like I only know them because you've talked about them, but yeah, I I if so if you like um, Menzingers or the Wonder Years. Um, and that sort of style of emo punk. Um, I mean, because the voice, the guy's voice, very much kind of a Menzinger's vibe, but mm-hmm. also like talks a lot about death. And um, he's got like some religious illusions. And like, I'm like, did this guy grow up in the church? Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to look and see if I could find something to like get a sense of like, if that's kind of his background um, or mm-hmm. like if he's just using religious imagery. Um, but yeah, I immediately glommed on to, to this record. So uh, no joy by Spanish love songs. Check them out. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta check it out more. I know I listened to some when you talked about them, but I owe them a deeper dive. Um, all right. Getting into the top here. Here we go. Number four, The Broke Downs, Maximum Khaki, uh, a band I've talked about a fair amount on the pod, um, another Chicago band, uh, Chicago punk rock, and another one that came out pretty much right at the beginning of the year and stayed toward the top all year long for me. Um, they just really hit that sweet spot for me of hard-hitting punk that also retains a pop element of harmonies and hooks. They're very much like Dillinger four in that way, which are obviously huge influence on them and one of my favorite bands ever. And they played together and, um, very much continue that tradition of the D four sound, which I appreciate because even though D four plays a lot, I'm seeing them in a couple weeks. Uh, they haven't put out a record in a really long time. And the broke downs is putting out a lot. I think this is their seventh record. 
Um, and it's not my favorite of their albums, but I still think it's just absolute bangers throughout. And they're a really fun band and just a fun album, but it also hits hard. Um, and yeah, Broke Down is just one of my favorite uh, Midwestern punk bands going uh, and famously invoked on our, uh, what episode was that? Who are we talking about? Joe Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, oh, because we talked about khaki, khaki boners <laughs> and uh yes joe russell who was his, was his name i'm sorry to the joe christmas guy russell's in there for sure he wrote uh, an original song khaki boner in our honor and i said that it reminded me of the band maximum or the, the album maximum khaki but it broke down so yeah because full I, circle I think, I think what it's like we're talking about like going to like a middle school dance uh-huh. and you're like wearing your you know khakis and you're like uh-huh. a girl wants to dance with you and you're like nervous and got your khaki boner or if it's like you know you're sitting with your khakis in class yes. it kind of makes that weird <laughs> the khakiner yeah exactly <laughs> um so anyway thanks to yeah, joe christmas yeah the uh or the the genus <laughs> gross <laughs> the or the quarter roner oh man are these all terms you're coming up with no not right now these are these oh, are terms okay. that like we've like that i've uh but that yeah the the whole like khaki the khaki boner like yeah when you're like Phenomenal. the way you're yeah anyway i'm I'm googling joe christmas to see what my dude's name is um real quick here this isn't helping me because they have like fake names oh sure uh randall rocket <laughs> what's that him? <laughs> i don't know anyway um Russell Holbrook, that's who it was. There we go. Shout out Russell Holbrook. I don't know why. I don't know. It has nothing to do with Broke Dance, but it yeah. stood out for me. Um. Uh, so remember when I said that uh, Baroness was like super like melodic and <laughs> mm-hmm. like not super screamy yeah. and like what's the opposite of that? Um, Humanity's last breath. Ooh, yeah. Ashen. Yes. Um. Uh, Swedish deathcore death metal. The most brutal shit. Yep. I mean, speaking of Sweden, these guys definitely give me a slick boner. Uh, This, like, uh, this band was introduced to me by... Shadow Producer Jason. Shadow Producer Jason. Uh, Like, some of the most, the heaviest, most brutal stuff. Like, it's just so dark and all-encompassing. And uh, that their last album... Velade, which, uh, <laughs> this was like Jason told me like a term that I had not, I don't know, maybe he just refers to it. He, uh, calls it portal metal. Yes. Like, just like the covers of metal <laughs> albums where they like have like portals or things that look like portals the on best. them. <laughs> what a great line. And, uh, that's what, um, pretty much like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a uh, humanity's last breath. Um, yeah, Velde definitely like has this uh, sort of like dark obelisk looking thing on the front, and then Ashen looks like um, the sun is turned black and is bleeding or something. It's a, uh, um, and it's also so funny that um, uh, you know, we got our um Spotify wrapped mm-hmm. uh this this week as as they do and <laughs> the um 
the guy, uh, one of the guys from um, Humanity's Last Breath did the, um, the like, like video the, the, the video. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, got his like, he's just like so unbelievably Swedish and just like this like really long, super straight hair. I'm like, this is just outstanding. <laughs> Were they your like number one or not? They weren't my number one, okay. but they're you know like your top artists. Like okay. they'll like um. So you can just like, like you can click on uh, like all the videos, the thank you videos okay. from like your top artists, and I was just scrolling through, and he's like, "Hey guys, we're thank you so human, much. Human, thank you for listening to our new album, Ashen. Um, we will be touring. Like it's just, it was just like it's so adorable, and I love them. <laughs> Man, great pick. <laughs> I had another one that pretty much every mention you've had so far, I'm like." fucked up i should have had that at least <laughs> no. in my honorable mentions no dude it's 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 tough i mean to try and like get everything in yeah. there you know and of course 10 is yeah super arbitrary it is that is a great call though i should i <clears throat> good record um about adding them in. <laughs> Kristen is so like uh I, th- I can't remember if i talked about this on the pod like um where i made her a playlist called pure fucking chaos i've seen that and (laughs) and it's essentially i i tried to create a playlist that would emotionally just like throw you back and forth like from song to song (laughs) Uh and um this is in the brutal section and when i put a uh humanity's last breath song on there and and it made her cry. Oh, God. <laughs> she's just like, she was like, I was so scared. <laughs> she's like, she's, and, and so when we, I was going through my Spotify wrapped and that video came up and she was like, no. <laughs> I don't want this person in my life. Uh, that's incredible. Yep. Um, yes. Well, they are scary music and <laughs> I really hope we get to see them uh, live someday. Man, I just, I'm, now I'm just like in a, portal rock uh, <laughs> lane over here that i can't recover from yeah um uh shout out by the way to weird al who recorded the best uh spotify video did you see the one no, that he did no oh man i'm surprised you didn't get that i thought he might be up there for you no like um, i i listen to a lot of weird al so sometimes i don't understand how the spotify algorithm or wrapped works yeah, for those who don't know this year they had a thing where the artist would you'd be like, hold on, you're getting a call from. Yeah. And then it'd be like, hey, Weird Al, thanks for listening to me. But what he did with his video was basically like spend it talking shit about Spotify. And like he's like, thank you so much for the 80 million listeners uh, I had this year. I think that was enough to buy one sandwich. So <laughs> thank you for that. Thanks, Spotify. Just like, yeah, he's the best. Um, quick tangent yeah. about Spotify Wrapped, which I've gone on versions <laughs> of this tangent every year. In the past, it was like, my kids fuck up the algorithm. Yep. Frozen was not my top uh, the podcast. Fucks uh, up the algorithm. The podcast <laughs> fucks it up, which like at least is closer. But I'm like, right. yeah, you had Marilla's Forest, your top five last year, which you were <laughs> so <enraged> mad. About. <laughs> um, and now I'm like, oh, it's all this like running I've been doing. And so there's only a couple albums. This is actually like a, a call to the community. Yeah. I only there's only a couple albums where like. I can put it on straight through and they pretty much stay on the same beat, which is like the beat that I use for running, which yeah. is like about 180 beats per minute. There's like two albums, Sleigh Bells, Treats, and Block Parties, uh, whatever their big record was, um, where pretty much every song is like exactly the same beat. And I just listen to those over and over and over. So like 
that was basically like my top artists, my top songs. I'm like, there's got to be a hack for this where I can log into like my exercise account and my kids account and my podcast account. Anyway, uh, list ruined by exercising children and podcasts. Um, <laughs> my number three, Young Fathers, Heavy Heavy. I have talked about this at various points on the pod too. This came out way back in February also and stayed pretty close to the top all year long. Um, I may go see them when they come to Chicago uh, in the spring, talking about going there for spring break and seeing them while they're there. But yeah, they they were on my radar from when they guested on a Massive Attack song when that group released a, a great comeback EP back in 2016. But they're a Scottish like hip-hop group, essentially. But that's pretty limiting. They're very eclectic. Um, this is their fourth record, and this album really blew me away from the first time I heard it, just beginning to end. Um, I've always been here for their vibe, but this is kind of like the perfect culmination of their style for me. It's very wide ranging. There's so much energy in it. It's eclectic. As I said, there, there are hip hop elements, but there's also like grimy, but dancey pop. It's fun and joyful and there are great melodies, but it's also very intense and sometimes it's beautiful. And sometimes it's, you know, like whatever mode they're in, they're just like, doing something intense and and powerful and often both intense and beautiful at the same time. So um, a few records that like hit with the impact of their record, heavy, heavy appropriately titled um, for me this year. So yeah, yeah, young fathers, great record. All right. So now we're, we're in the last three. That's right. So this, I feel like is maybe closer to, what might be considered like okay the the best of the best are the ones that like I've listened to the most this year mm-hmm. 100 gex ooh yeah 10,000 gex uh-huh. um this was a sort of a surprise record for me when I first started listening to it um because I I'm like you know hyperpop was never really a um a something that was like I felt called to or attracted to to listen to mm-hmm. but i threw on this record and i'm like i'm like oh man this has like a lot more pop punk uh influence uh than i realized and there's like even like a ska influence song on this record yes, indeed. and this was like one of my like in my spotify rap was like my top most of my top a lot of my top songs were uh 100 gex songs speaking of like another uh they're not from chicago but they're that tree is <laughs> that the, the tree that they uh on their 1000 gex album mm-hmm. um from 2019 is like i think from like a displays business yeah. park somewhere it wasn't like too far for me and i tried to make a trip in before we moved but like it got to the point where they had a security guard there that was stopping people because so many people were going to see it. Yeah, like it became like a like a 100 gex pilgrimage place. It's so weird because it's just a random tree in an office park. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a it's like sort of like a dime a dozen kind of business park, like the most boring, depressing places you can imagine. But it's just like them standing in front of this sort of like pine or like tree but now people leave all kinds of like shrines and yeah stuff i know and, yeah. <laughs> so but weird. like they have 
they have fostered such a passionate fan base and i would love to see them on tour um and again here's another example like um 100 gex fire tools both bands with trans women in them yeah like are women making like some of the most uh experimental and interesting music this might not be their thing but like um i don't know it's it's exciting and and fun to me and music can be um music is allowed to be fun and silly and doesn't need to be like like it can be Kara Jackson right. and it can be Boy Genius or it can be a song about Fritos and Cheetos and like it doesn't matter. It can it can just be silly. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to mention somebody in these top couple records. And I think it's still coming. Mm-hmm. But don't I, don't don't blow it for me, bro. I'm not gonna blow it. I'm just saying I feel like a hundred gex and possibly another artist are like among the artists for whom like I agree with everything that you just said. Um and I like appreciate them more than it's like clicked into place for me right. in the way that you've talked about like beach house and hundred gex i've given multiple shots to and it's not <laughs> yeah. like i don't appreciate what they're doing i think like you just said though it's like not for some people and i think yeah. just like hyper pop is just like a little too like i feel like an old man or something where i'm just like <laughs> ah this is just noise to me so i need to get in get the lane get a little off bit my more. lawn <laughs> but i do i like what they're doing and i like what you're saying about that sort of um clearly being a, a a growing um you know genre of, of music of, of people who are making smart and interesting music and yeah people are very passionate about it um i laughed when you first said it only because um uh, i just always think about the the james austin johnson doing trump talking about how there's too many gex now <laughs> he's like started out with a thousand gex now we got ten thousand gex how many gex we gonna do um, i mean i I think that's also just super funny. Yeah. That I I guess I don't know, maybe their next album will be hundred gex, one hundred thousand gex. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Love it. More 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 gex, please. Um okay, top couple. Neither of these are gonna be surprised for you. Number two, Sufjan Stevens, mm-hmm. Javelin. Um the only one that I thought might beat out my number one, but didn't quite. Um, but man, do I love this record. Um, I had really high expectations for it and I'd say it managed to live up to them, uh, when it came out in October and the list of artists who mean as much to me as Sufjan is short. And this is just quintessential Sufjan for me. It's got plunky banjo, mournful woodwinds, these culminating choruses of voices. He's very like, intimate and like trembling lead vocals yeah you know vulnerable and cryptic and theologically hefty lyrics um and so all of that hits on its own and then he made this announcement that he had been diagnosed with Guillain-Barre disease which was I can't even remember I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not but my dad was diagnosed with that when I was growing up and it is often something that people recover from, but it sometimes isn't. And it can be like a very debilitating, you basically lose your muscle function. Huh. And it was like this 
yeah, traumatic moment in my life when that happened. And it was like a disease that I had not really heard that much about in life at all. And so the fact that he had happened to have this same disease was like, wow, that's, that's huge. And then he also announced like right when the record was coming out that, um, the record was dedicated to his late partner. So it was like a simultaneous coming out. It was like the first time Sufjan had actually publicly acknowledged his sexuality, which had been speculated about for a really long time. Um, and he just never really disclosed anything. And the fact that he um, dis- disclosed the name of his longtime partner um, and that he had died um, earlier yeah. in the year. That's terrible. So, yeah, it was like this, can't wait for this album. I love what I'm hearing. Oh, he has like a, a disease that he's not like recovered from and isn't totally sure what is going to happen next. And he's wrestling publicly with like a very important relationship that he hasn't acknowledged yet. And that person died and he's grappling with all of that stuff. And the yeah. record is very much about the loss of love. And I think if the timeline is correct, as I'm understanding, it, I think he wrote the album before he had died, but I think they had, you know, the, the speculation or whatever is that their relationship had ended. And so it was kind of about like, dealing with the aftermath of a long-term relationship and, and wrestling with that. And boy, all that information just makes the album hit even harder. Um, and so beautiful and sad and moving and all the things that you want a Sufjan record to be. And man, just on a like very selfish John level, I was, I had, I didn't go to the Carrie and Lowell tour cause I was like, oh, I've seen him live so many times and I love that record so much. And I'm very sad now that I didn't go to that one cause he hasn't, done a big tour since then and i was like this next tour he's gonna hit with javelin i know he's gonna do a big tour and it's like oh yeah is he gonna play again ever i sure hope so um so yeah it just went from like this next sufyan round i'm really gonna like embrace it as much as i can and i love this guy so much and now it's like i i hope and expect him to to do well and and you know to get back to full health and performing if he wants to do that but I don't know. I just appreciate him so much as an artist and a person. And I really love this record. So see if you Yeah, I need to, I've been listening to it some, um, I think with that context, um, I definitely need to give it some more time and r- mm-hmm. listen to it again through, uh, with the, that lens. Cause that, yeah. um, certainly I did not know. I did not know that. Yeah. That's, brutal man it's yeah very heavy uh you will be not surprised by these next two yeah caroline polachek so she, desire she the one i was re- referencing earlier yes. desire i want to turn into you yeah um i need to know what her deal is <laughs> um this album is uh art pop at its absolute best yeah it is um dancey it is beautiful has incredible hooks you know she she put out some singles Mm -hmm. uh for this bunny Bunny is a rider came out i feel feel like two years ago ago. it was like three years ago um when did it no when did this come it came out okay so uh 
it came out in July of 2021. And then the album Desire didn't come out until February of this year. Um, and the vinyl of this was just like, uh, we just got it like okay. last month or this month. Yeah. It kept getting pushed out. Mm. You know, Welcome to My Island, um, Sunset. There are like, and she just has such a beautiful range. And then it, we got some uh, Dido mm-hmm. shows up on this record. Why am I blanking her name? Grimes also yes. um, on here as well. Uh, also showing up as a co-writer on one of the songs, Dan Nigro, who is the main writing partner for Olivia with Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. so he had a big hand in Guts. Um, and it looks like that he's also uh, worked with Kylie Minogue. There you go. Um, so I feel like Dan Nigro is... Uh, <laughs> kind of the deal. He's kind of coming up as like... Um, you know whether or not he's going to be trying to take over right. um, as like the like go to producer. Is um, he taking uh, Jack Antonoff? Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't mind. I, I mean, like if he's if he's putting out shit like that's pretty good with like Caroline Polachek and and um, Kylie Minogue and um, Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, yeah. like come on. And yeah. also, like for those who don't know Caroline, like maybe you know uh, the band Chairlift. That yes. was her. I don't think I knew that. I really like Chairlift. Yeah, that was that was her. Interesting. I don't know what my problem is because <laughs> on paper, I should love this album a lot more, and I listen to it a lot. Um. And I feel like I'm at a similar kind of place to 100 Gex where I'm like, I really respect her and I like her art and I like her voice. I think it's like, I don't know, it feels like too frenetic to me or something maybe in the same way that 100 Gex does where I'm just like the turns that the songs take, like I can't stay on track with or something, which like is exciting, but I don't know. For some reason I can't lock in. I know I'm in the minority and I do like, I think it's a great pick and I think it is a good record. I just like can't, I want to become a Caroline head and I feel like I'll get there, but I'm not quite there yet. So maybe I need more time, but Hey, you know, it's sometimes, sometimes it takes a minute and, um, just like I'm sure you had faith in me that the beach house would, would one happen. Day, one day beach house will break through. <laughs> yep. Um, and I have no doubt that like her show would be super fun. It'd be fun to hear any of those songs like, you know, in a, and on dance floor. And it's a great vibe. She reminds me of Imogen Heap a lot and Fru Fru like that. Mm-hmm style of singing which i like a lot um the song sunset like i love that i fucking love that song and like she has these like that's the the sort of the guitar i was talking about the sort of like flamenco kind of spanish guitar and then but she also has like these sort of claps that she's doing along with it and like the rhythm of of the song like is it's so impressive to like the complex rhythm and like the clapping and the yeah. singing and like everything happening at the same time. I'm like, I don't know how a person yeah. can get their brain to do. It's, it's the, kind of the way I think about drummers, like really mm-hmm. impressive drummers that they like so many things working, so many things working independently at the same time. Yeah. I'm just like, 
it's it's uh it's amazing but maybe that's why it's just like too much for me or something or like where i respect it but i can't quite lock in i don't know but i i don't know why i'm raining on your parade it's, it's a great record um okay anything more you want to say about caroline no no all right number one boy genius the record everybody everybody fill out your bingo card or whatever because <laughs> you knew i was going to say this came out in march nothing beat it all year for me basically a perfect album in my eyes uh as we mentioned phoebe had my number one album when we did our 2020 list mm-hmm. lucy did had my number one when we did 2021 and julian baker all her songs on this record are my favorite of the songs on the record so this was kind of pre-locked in at number one for me i think <laughs> and i loved their ep their first ep which came out in 2018 yeah and this just like more than lived up to the promise of that for me um yeah just the combination as you said well before of like these are three of my favorite working singer songwriters on their own and just coming together to make something unique together that's like like you said you can hear their their distinct voices but i feel like they're not disparate like they come together to create something new and just yeah i i think in particular the like the phoebe lane is the one that i'm a sucker for um but i just love all three of them so much and i love uh you know like i said the 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 julian songs kind of go the hardest on the record and those are the ones that i respond to the most so i don't know I i love the three of them i love what they create together i love this album i love their love (laughs) <laughs> boys the boys and boy genius yes all right what you got should we uh say it together on three one right. two three <laughs> let you reveal it jeff rosenstock yeah i mean <laughs> uh hell mode jeff rosenstock um yeah um upon first listening to this record uh i'm pretty sure i texted you yes. or something i was like I, I I almost but guaranteed like immediately by song the second song I'm like this is going to be in my top yeah. um top list. You said, Holy shit, this new Jeff Rosenstock <laughs> album goes so fucking hard and it is immediately on my top album list. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, that was a uh, like I I'm pretty confident I remember like the second like uh, the next the second song started and I'm like oh man I was so pumped I was so pumped um, yeah he is coming back to yes. uh, the Twin Cities this next year I did see him come through is it 20, I think it was 2022 I think that's that was when I saw him so I don't know maybe other people know him for um, Arrogant Sons of Bitches Bomb the Music Industry but like yeah he's been doing solo stuff under his under his name for um past uh eight years looks like mm-hmm. um this is his sixth album but like yeah the no dream that he released in 2020 and then mm-hmm. they he fully released a ska version of yes, that album ska dream um but like i i can't um like when i talk about like the songs going so hard when you see him live, like I have not seen a person throw themselves so yeah. into their performance the way that he does. Like I, he just gives it 
his every every fucking like ounce of energy he can and um and again another very passionate fan base um people love people love jeff he also um he is one of the dudes who has brought attention to venues taking a cut of merch profits yeah um and i don't think this was a thing too many people were aware of and he was somebody that uh, recently put that on a much larger radar Mm. that bands are already not making a lot of money right but then for on top of uh the cut of like ticket sales that the venues are already getting then they're getting a cut of like the merch for whatever reason yeah I mean, should um, like the band get a cut of the bar? Like, right. why would why why should that why should that be the case? Like, just like finding ways to continue to like dick over and nickel and dime musicians. I mean, speaking of Spotify and like, um, and so yeah, he posted a list of like um, cities that like and like the percentages that like. Wow. Yeah. That that they would like be taken from their, I mean, and that's where they make, like a lot of the money on the on the road is through merch and, yeah. um. Yeah, it's just it sucks and, um, for for dudes like uh Jeff who have been grinding in this industry for decades, um and putting out, so much material, yeah um, and especially too like bomb the music industry band like yeah. kind of said everything like i'm pretty sure like a lot of that stuff was like he was giving that like away for free or yeah. like maybe a very early pioneer of like trying to um pay for what you want or like giving it to people for people to download like yeah like not gatekeeping music exclusively right. you know um yeah. But I love the dude. I love his connection to the ska scene. Um he's got like eternal ska cred in my mind. Yeah. Um of course I got my Jeff Rosenstock flag. Hell yeah. Uh and here which is a uh, it's a rainbow flag with um um a circle of pot leaves <laughs> that with 666 in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh <clears throat> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Hell Mode, great name for record, and yeah. feels very much like speaking to this moment. I mean, I think he yeah. wrote a fair amount of it during COVID, um, but it feels like a set of songs about anxiety, about this world-ending moment we're in. Yes, <laughs> like yes, about police violence and the world burning down, and um, yeah, he uh, has all the terrible things. Um, I'm gonna pull up. So, uh, soft living, um, love, love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it going to take to guide the brush fires to eradicate every single trace of these scumfuck white supremacist shit lords? When this song comes on, burn a police car <laughs> to just stay strong as hard when all you can think of is how did we go so wrong? Yep. I mean... Well articulated. Jeff. Don't want to hold out for the end of the world. Yeah. Um, and then is I think it's a he has a song called 
future is dumb. Yep. <laughs> so what if you die? So what if you don't die? So what if bubbling haze rains ash from the sky because the world doesn't owe you? So what if you die? So what if you don't die? So what if destiny lands and burns us alive because the world doesn't owe you? Good shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't want to battle about the triggers that they placed or where we land on the minutia of the infinite tragedy. I'll roll my eyes because I don't give a flying fuck whether I'm right or if I'm wrong. The future is dumb. <laughs> it's a he's he's a great figure within punk today because it's like he does the classic punk thing of kind of half like genuine social concern and and throwing up your hands at it and sort of raging in response but also like the kind of nihilist like i don't don't know fucking like (laughs) uh it doesn't matter but then he also has a song on here where he like um wrestles with like now currently living a fairly comfortable life right and feeling like what if people knew like how he's like sitting on his deck enjoying ice cold beers and like having and like he could like fuck off to the desert if he wanted to and like just kind of have a and i mean that that's the sort of thing like with with like i don't know are you is it punk to be like successful is it punk to be yeah i think what makes it punk is his anxiety about the world like included in that is his anxiety about his own success and like yeah his anxiety about his own comfort and just yeah it's hell mode <laughs> in his personal life and how he sees the world and like and relatable uh so yeah it's a great pick um i mean yeah the album starts off with um will you still love me after i've fucked up yeah i mean <laughs> what if he stumbles what if he falls you know um <laughs> jeff rosenstock kevin max collab coming yeah. soon um many people are saying that jeff rosenstock is the <laughs> the dc talk of, of yeah, punk scene the sure. D, dc stock i, I think you would love to hear that <laughs> jeff rosen dc talk jeff rosen talk um know. yeah great record i mean just yeah from from moment one and throughout every song it's just kind of like unrelenting energy yeah it's all so fun but you know heavy shit and um yeah great record good pick good good sort of number one great great list great list man well done love hearing your picks every year i got more stuff to check out yes same more stuff to check out from what our community has offered up as some of their favorites but keep them coming if you if you have more to share about what your favorites are let us know uh you know, I think we're at the uh, three-hour mark or sure so are. here, which feels right for us. So I'll go ahead and say, give us a shout-out. I, I can't do this, man. <laughs> I, I've really lost. Uh, I've lost my... Uh, we'll follow you. <laughs> <laughs> follow us. Yes, let us know about your top records of the year over at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Give us a rating or a review. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod, and you can pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Check out smallsteprecords.com to learn more, and thanks to shadow producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up, but we'll be back to try to make you go astray next time. 
Ring, ding, 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 ding. Might have to go to that show with you, man. Uh, I am super excited about that uh, show. I haven't bought the tickets yet. Yeah. I'm assuming maybe they're selling some tickets. Probably. Uh, yeah, but everybody should go see Jeff Rosenstock and um, uh, Humanity's Last Breath. The, yeah. And 100X, the big three. <laughs> I can't wait. Hope we get to see at least one of them together soon. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.